Okay, open up your Bibles, if you would, to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We're going to continue our study in this wonderful book. Today's message is called The Sin of Partiality. The Sin of Partiality. And we'll be starting chapter 2. We'll be starting chapter 2 today. It's wonderful. This study has been so profitable. I was talking to Jake quite a bit with about it out, out uh, west and Tell them just how profitable it's been for for myself studying it, and um, I know from some of the feedback you guys have given me, it's been very profitable for you too. And it's it's such a blessing to go through this book. And we'll see here <clears throat> in the lesson today that James is going to deal with the sin of partiality, and it's very clearly brought forth in the text for us here. Now, in, in reading ahead for this lesson today, in chapter 2, it, you see how the, James, by again, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, is going to deal with this topic, and he's going to give us an illustration, which we will look at more um, next week about the law, but he will give us an illustration even in the text that we're looking at here, and, and we are not to be partial with the brethren. We are to treat each other, we're all on the same level. No matter what our social standing is, we're all on the same level, beloved. We're all just sinners saved by the grace of God. <clears throat> and James is going to bring that forth here. Partia, to be partial is defined as biased or prejudiced in favor of a person group, side, over another. Let's read verse one, verses 1 to 9 with that in our minds. James pens these words again by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, and he says in verse 1 of James chapter 2, My brethren. So there's who it's addressed to. My brethren. Have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come into your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou over there, or sit here under my footstool. Are you, or are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become... Judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do they not blaspheme that worthy name by which ye are called? If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. So we see there that if you have respect to persons or show partiality to people, and he's given us an illustration, hasn't he? Right? With, with the man with the golden ring who comes in. And then the man with the vile garments, which is soiled garments and 
just a common poor, very, very much in poverty. And you say to one, well, sit here in this fine seat right here. And you say to the other one, you sit in the back over there. It's not too many people see you because you got them vile clothes on. That's the sin of partiality. So we see here, James rebukes the respected persons on account of outward circumstances. On account of outward circumstances and material advantage. Now in the body of Christ, turn if you would to Colossians chapter 3. In the body of Christ, there's no rich or poor. In the body of Christ, there's no Jew or Gentile. We're all one in Christ. We're one in him. Social standing doesn't matter in the body of Christ, whether you're rich or poor. And that's what James is bringing out here, is that the most important thing is, are you saved? Because if you're brethren of the same family, then it shouldn't matter if one's rich or poor, right? You're all saved by the same blood, all born again by the same Holy Spirit of God. Got the same Father, right? Have the same Father. Have the same Savior. So we're not to show any partiality. And this is clearly brought forth in, in the verse 1 there, but look, look at this in Colossians chapter 3. <clears throat> Speaking of God's people, Paul's bringing this forth. Well, we see James bringing it forth in... in um, James chapter 2, verse 1. But look, listen to what Paul says here in light of that. Colossians chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. And have put on the new man. That, that means we're born again. Which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew. You mean there's no nationality boundaries in the body of Christ? Nope. None at all. Then it says... Circumcision nor uncircumcision. So that's the Jews and the Gentiles, right? And then it says, barbarian, Scythian. Who's a Scythian? You know who the Scythians are? They're the barbarians of the barbarians. They are the worst of the worst. They used to drink blood out of their, 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 um, the skulls of the people that, that they fought. They were, they were brutal. Oh. Lord save some of them, isn't that a miracle? <laughs> I love the scriptures. It just gives hope to us, doesn't it? Barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free. So a slave or, or free. But Christ is all in in all. We're equal in the body of Christ. We're equal in the body of Christ. And again, 1 Corinthians, if you want to turn there, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it's also brought forth there too. That we're one body. That we're one body. And this is why James writes, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses um, 12 and 13, the scripture declares this. For as the body is one, so we have an example, our body is one, right? We have a head, arms, legs, torso. Christ is the head, right? Scripture says we're the body. Body can't do nothing without a head, right? And we can live without an arm. If we lose an arm, we can still keep going. We're, you know, 
we still got an arm we can use, or even if we don't have both arms, we can still live. But you can't live without your head, can you? Can't live without your head. We can't live without our head either, can we? Not at all. Oh, no, but look at this. It says, for as the body is one, verse um, 12 of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Look at that. We're all the same. We're all the same. The scripture says that out of a tribe, tongue, and nation, right? There's God's people. See, men make divisions, don't they? You know why? Because we're sinners. I, I've said this before with my son. The, the people divide people into races. There's only one race. It's the human race. Now, we have pigmentation of our skin. But there's only one race. It's the human race. We're all the same. Made of the same cells. Made of the same, same chemicals and same things out of the ground. We're all the same. We're all the same. The only difference is the pigmentation of our skin. Now, may speak different languages, which I find is fascinating. Because we know the Lord confounded the language and made, made all these different languages at the Tower of Babel. And it's incredible. But we're all, we're all one. And this is the amazing thing for us. We're one in Christ. So he's the head and we're the body. Like my arm is part of my body, right? right? You wouldn't say, well, that's my arm. It's on its own. No, it's part of, it does what, my, what the head, think of this too. It does what the head tells it to do. Isn't that amazing? So we're one in Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. We have all been made to drink of one spirit, the one spirit. We're born again by the Holy Spirit of God. Isn't that wonderful? So again, we have the same Father. We have the same Spirit. We have the same Savior. And we're not to show any partiality or favoritism or preference because of material or physical differences between believers. We're just not to do that. And we who are the born-again people of God, so if a, if a rich man with a gold ring comes in, and then a, a poor man in vile garments, if they're both saved, what? They're both purchased by the same blood, aren't they? Right? So we're not to show any partiality. And this is in here for instruction for us, isn't it? So it must happen, right? I've seen it happen. I've not seen it happen in grace churches, but I've seen it happen in religious circles. I used to love going down to the mission in Oregon because I knew that I was there, but for the grace of God, go I. You know, these guys are guys who were, who were struggling with alcohol, struggling with drugs, struggling with all kinds of other things, and I thought, it's only by the grace of God that I'm not right there with them. There really is. It's only God who's made us to differ, isn't it? So we're not to show any partiality. 
We're all born again. Again, we have the same, we're, we're children of the same father, aren't we? That's why we have a kinship, beloved. I was telling Jake, I said, man, I'm closer to you than I am to my own, my own brothers in the flesh. And I tell you guys that all the time too, because we have the same father. Now, I have the same blood father as my brothers, but not the same spiritual father. I can talk to you all about things I can't, my brother's just like, I don't want to hear that. But isn't it wonderful that we can get together and our hearts burn within us? When we start talking about Christ, we get excited. Our hearts start to burn within us about this wondrous mercy and grace that we've received in Christ. Or we come and hear the gospel preached and our, our hearts burn within us and we get so excited about the word of God. Isn't that wonderful? God's grace is amazing, isn't it? Look, at, look how clearly this is brought forth, this not being partial to people in verse 1 of James chapter 2. Let's turn back there. So again, we're not to show any partiality or favoritism because of material or physical differences between believers. We who are the born-again, blood-washed children of God are all purchased by the same precious and that's the blood of Christ. That's the blood of Christ. He's, he's purchased you and I, who are believers, with his blood. Look at this. My brethren have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. We ought to never have, hold, and profess the faith of Christ in such a manner as to cater to rich or poor. We're, we're, not, we're, we're to be partial with people. We're not to favor someone because they're rich, and we're not to despise someone because they're poor. We just don't do that. We just don't do that. Now, it's God who's put each of us in the station of life that we're at, right? And we should rejoice for the station of life that we're at, really. Think of this. We get mercy in Christ. We can be the poorest person in this world and yet the richest person. Right? And then the rich person's made humble because of the grace that they've received in Christ. <laughs> it goes both ways. It's incredible. So we're, we're to love God and love our neighbor. And again, when we love God and love our neighbor, this discounts any notion of partiality. Because we're meeting each other on the same level, Right? Always remember when you see someone, like I said, in poverty, just, just think, there go I, but for the grace of God. There go I, but for the grace of God. So we're not to have partiality due to social status. God doesn't have partiality based upon our social status, does he? Does our social status have anything to do with our salvation? No. God's given us everything we have, and we, we readily acknowledge that now, don't we? We didn't before. We thought it was all us. <laughs> the Lord blessed us. <laughs> oh, it's incredible, beloved. It's incredible. So Christ being the Lord of glory should teach us not to respect even other believers in partiality. We're all on the same level. You often hear me say that. I heard Scott say that, and I've never, I've never let it go. 
the ground at the foot of the cross is level. It's level. That's what that means. That's what Scott was bringing forth when he said that. That there's no difference between any of us, rich or poor. We're just sinners saved by grace. And it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And when we are partial or show partiality to people, that it's a it's a it's 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 sin. It's a heinous sin. It's it's not good at all. And again, this is in here for our instruction. So we can be prone to do this. Look at verse two and three. For if there come on in unto your assembly a man with a gold ring, so now they're going he's going to give us an example, very clear example here. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come also come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in the good place. Well, this is a good spot for you. Right? For us Baptists, it would be sit in the back. Right? No, just kidding. You. <laughs> Oh my, no, I'm just kidding. But, but sit in the, in the prime place, right? <laughs> Which is a back seat for a Baptist. So. I used to be a back row Baptist. So. <laughs> oh, we have too much fun, don't we? Oh. And you have respect to him that wear the gay clothes and say unto him, Sit thou in a good place and say to the poor, Stand thou there or sit here under my footstool. So we see here a very clear lesson for us, don't we, in these texts. It's very clear. It's, it's very easy to understand the lesson that's being brought forth here for we who are the people of God. If two men come into the assembly, into the work here, and one, judging by his gold rings and fine clothes, is very wealthy and influential man, and the other, judging by his shabby clothes, is very poor and not a learned man. Well, if we're impressed and awed by the presence of the wealthy man, and say to him, sit here. Here's the finest seat in the place for you. Welcome to our assembly. And I, I, I know this would never happen here because you guys are wonderful. I, 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 we're sinners saved by the grace of God. But this is an example for us to learn from, to keep us, to, to, to keep us from being like this. And it, it can happen. It can happen. Well, We'd be discriminating then, wouldn't we? We'd be discriminating against one brother and another brother. But they're both purchased by the same blood. They both have the same standing in Christ, right? But we're the ones discriminating then. That's what, that's what this warning's about, for us not to be that way. We, we are not to judge making a distinction between them that's not based on faith. And that, that is a distinction that's not based on faith, beloved. And we're not to be that way. We're not to uh, make a distinction about people based on their godliness or their spiritual relationship with Christ but, or their material advantage. We're to look at each other. And Scripture says this too. And this is, this is hard for we humans to do, but we're to esteem each other better than ourselves. Yeah. 
We're proud, aren't we? It's not hard for us to look at someone and start picking things apart. Somebody pull in front of you in the car and cut in front of you while you're driving and look out. We're just sinners, don't we? It just flies up like that, doesn't it? And see, even in this situation of someone coming in, one who's, who's in a God, you know, definitely looks like they, they have some wealth, and the other one who's very, very poor. And this should never be. Their motive's wrong here, isn't it? See, what, what's happening is what the Lord said, men look at the outside. But God looks at the inside. Right? Look at verses, uh, verse 4 in light of verses uh, 2 and 3. Are ye then not partial in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? Oh. So we who are the people of God are not to list the aid of the world's famous or wealthy and, and important to further the cause of Christ. We're just to look to our king, aren't we? We're just to look to him. Turn, if you would, to Psalm 118. And in, in fellowship, we are to despise any inclination to partiality. As believers, we're to despise that. We're to, we're to stay away from that as much as we can. To stay away from that. Look what's brought forth here in Psalm 118, verses 6 to 8. We are not to honor or cater to the flesh in any way based upon a person's standing. Look at these wonderful words here, though. It starts off with David penning in verse 6. The Lord is on my side. You know, when I was out west this weekend, this week, I was looking... They took us way up high into this national park, which was just, I thought I, you know, I've been through the Canadian Rockies, but seeing the Rockies up there, like the, oh my goodness. And one of the things I said to Jake, I was looking at these mountains, beloved, and I thought, I said to Jake, I said, why do I worry? God closed all this? Why do I worry? Why do I get worked up? He goes, because we're sinners, brother. And I said, yeah, but praise God, we're saved sinners, eh? But just think of that. When, when we get struggling with something that may be coming up in our lives, think of the Great Lakes. Think of all the animals, and the, or not animals, all the, all the life that's within that lake. And think of the animals that come and drink out of that fresh water. And the Lord takes care of all of them, doesn't he? What are we? Animated dust, Spurgeon said. And he takes care of us. So let us remember that. Let us look to just what, what he does for creation to encourage us that he'll take care of us no matter what. Whether we're rich or poor. Right? Paul wrote, I've learned to be content no matter what state I'm in. Let us, by God's grace, learn that too. Just be content. In Christ. 
And look at this. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Well, fear is something we struggle with, isn't it? Something all of us struggle with. If we're honest. The things that make you fear might not make me fear, but there may be things that make me fear that, that you don't fear at all. Hmm? The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Oh, by the grace of God, eh? What can man do unto me? What can man do unto us? Look at this. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. And that's what the sin of partiality does. So, oh, look, the rich man there. And oh, that guy's just so poor. You see? Better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in man. This is a large church, isn't it? We get the privilege of being here. Right? We get the privilege of being part of the assembly here. Isn't it wonderful? So it's not, I have to go to church. It's not, I get the privilege of going to church. It's wonderful, isn't it? It changes your whole perspective. Yeah. So we're to cultivate a spirit of love. I feel like we have that here in oneness, unity, unity. And I'm, I'm so thankful. I feel that we have unity here in, in oneness in Christ. You all aren't afraid to come talk to me. If there's something that's bothering you, which you all know my door's always open. And, and I, I just love being here with you all and preaching the gospel. It's such a blessing. So again, in our text, we see that we are not to act with partiality because one man looks better than the other. Something that we should not practice in church. Well, why? Again, because we're all on the same level in Christ. That's why. We're all on the same level. A poor man can know Christ, and a rich man can know Christ, and the only thing that matters is that they know him. Right? That's the only thing that matters. Do you know Christ? Do you know Christ? Has he saved your soul? That's all that matters. I remember a dear friend of mine at West, he said, uh, he's a Gene Harmon's son. He said, Wayne, I don't care if my kids are successful or not. He says, if they are, that's a blessing. But he says, I don't care if they're successful or if they're poor as long as they, they're in Christ. I thought, oh my. Oh my. And he says, I'm praying the Lord will save them. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. All that matters is that they know him or that we know him. All that matters between those two men is that they know the rich man and the poor man is that they know Christ. That's all that matters. They're on the same footing in Christ, aren't they? Now, social standing in life might be different. But again, that's by the providence of God, right? So no matter what we have, we can't say, well, I got that. No, the Lord gave it to me. Right? He gave it to me. And then we use it wisely, don't we? Yeah, for his glory. And we just, are, we give thanks to him. And you know, apparel only covers our nakedness. Have you ever thought of that? Apparel only covers our nakedness. 
all it does. Remember Adam and Eve, they were naked before God? They didn't even know it, did they? But after they sinned, what did God do? He clothed them. He covered their nakedness. That's all clothing does for us. So whether a man's in good clothing or in poor clothing, it's just covering their nakedness. They're either a saved man or a lost man, right? And then it's only God who makes us a differ, isn't it? It's only God. And, he, and that difference isn't in what we wear. The difference is in the heart, isn't it? We're born again by the Holy Spirit of God. And he makes the difference. Look at verse 4 again. Are ye not then partial in yourselves and you become judges of evil thoughts if you're judging between a rich man and a poor man? So again, respect of persons is a terrible sin. And it's contrary to God. It's contrary to God. Turn, if you would, to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 5. This is brought forth, again, that we're to do nothing by partiality. Even in our lives, we're not to, we're not to show partiality. Who's our allegiance to? Christ. He's our hope, isn't he? He's our hope. He's the hope for the rich man and the poor man, right? In Christ. And everybody in between. He's our hope. Look at this, what it says here. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 21. And never forget, too, that our, our faith is grounded in the perfect law of liberty, which is the gospel, right? And that gospel has, has one object, and that's Christ. And our faith has one object, and that's Christ. Look what it says here. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels. That's just the angels that didn't fall. Oh, look at that. God chose angels too. Certain ones. He can do that? Of course he can. He's God. So. See, people don't have a problem when you, see, when you read this elect angels. We're going to get on that this morning. People don't have trouble when it says elect angels. But when he's elected people, well, that's a different story. Well, no, it's not. Like the angels that thou observe these things without preferring one, look at that, without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. Look at that. That's, an, that's the same teaching as what James is bringing forth over there in James chapter 1 before us, that we're not to have partiality. Because our faith and our hope is in Christ and him alone. In him alone. And notice, notice James addresses the church as brethren in verse 5. Or verse, verse 1 of, of um, he says, my brethren in verse 1 of chapter 2. And then in verse 5, he says, my beloved brethren. Hearken, my beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, the rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? We're going to look at that a little bit more next week. Our God is absolutely amazing, isn't he? And he tells us, don't, don't, don't be partial. Don't be partial between the rich man and the poor man. Be thankful that you're both saved by God's grace. Be thankful that you're both purchased by the same precious blood. Be thankful that you're both regenerated by the same Holy Spirit of God. And it's only God who has made 
the rich man and the poor man and everybody in between who are born again to differ from anyone else in the world. And our social standing and the things that we have in life do not in any way cater to God's choice of us in Christ before the foundation of wealth because we weren't even around. Were we? No, not at all. Glory be to God. 